Hi, my name is Chris Bober, and you're listening to the Bober Academy Football Podcast, where we discuss all things football, primarily focusing on linemen. This podcast is brought to you by the Bober Academy, where our mission is to train and develop superior linemen to dominate on the gridiron. You can subscribe to the Bober Academy Football Podcast by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcast, and you'll receive weekly reminders and weekly updates throughout the season. If you're watching this on YouTube, click the subscribe button and also the little bell so you'll be notified every time we drop a new video. So the 2021 high school season is underway, and in an effort to highlight superior line play, we'll be featuring a lineman of the week as nominated by their coach. To highlight week two, we are joined by head coach Tim Young from Creighton Prep High School to talk about the Junior Jays' 30-3 victory over the Papillion Monarchs. We're also joined by junior left guard Cole Jarrett, who coach nominated as their lineman of the week. So, Coach Cole, thanks for joining me today. Really appreciate you guys coming on. Oh, this is awesome. Thanks a lot for having us. Yeah, this is it's so cool to be able to, um, you know, I really enjoyed going out and watching the game sitting in the stands. It's it's nice that my son's done now. I get to go watch linemen all over, guys who I trained and um, just watch high school football. I love it. Um, so, Coach, let me ask you a couple of questions. First question is, you know, it looked like there was a different team week two than week one, right? Um, what was your message to the team? How, did, how do you feel like your team handled the loss to Westside, which you played a better game than the score indicated? Yeah. But you came out on a losing end, but then you play and go come out and I noticed that you were really in control of the game against Papio. What was your message to your team coming out of that loss and into this victory? Well, we, you know, we went into the West side game and we really played one bad quarter. I mean, we had a, our first quarter. We just, we just got off to a, a rough start and lost field position. We, we turned the ball over several times in our own territory, which gave them a lot of momentum and, and they really took advantage of that, which good teams do, you know? And so, um, you know, our message was to be able to, to come into to week two and, and play a cleaner football game, not turn the ball over, control what we can control, and be ourselves. And, and I think we did a, a much better job of, of that. We executed much in the, the second ball game. You know, the old saying is, you you know, teams improve the most between week one and week two. And I think we, we really, you know, we really did that. And I was uh, I was proud of the way the guys approached it. They understood that it was a, it was a big game in terms of just getting that bad taste in, out of our mouth from uh, week week one. And and uh, they responded really, really well. Nice. And it looks like Cole must have got disconnected. I'm positive he'll be back here in a second. Okay. Um, so I'm going to hold my hand up and pause. This will be my signal to pause. Oh, no, wait. He's back on. It looks like he went to his phone now. My Wi-Fi is cutting off. Oh, no. <laughs> it's my iPad. It's sideways. flipped the wrong way. There we go. There we go. Nice. Okay. So Cole is back. And Cole, your, your coach talked about how really you didn't play that bad of a game versus Westside lost the momentum and you made sure that you came out this next game and you controlled that game. What was the difference, you know, in the locker room? Like what was it like losing to Westside and then going into Papio and how was it different with the players? Um, I think as a group, we're a lot more focused because we know we made a lot of mental mistakes and really shot ourselves in the foot against Westside. Um, we're a lot more focused and hungry and we wanted to get out there and improve ourselves. Nice. Nice. And, and Coach Coach Yonk, you know, what was the game plan going into Papio? Like, what was what was your focus on, On you know, a lot of times it's not your opponent really, but yeah. it's your team. You know what I mean? So what was your message to your team going into the Papio game? Well, I mean, every game you go into, I mean, you, you and you, you tell kids this, is you know, you're, you're really playing a faceless, uh, nameless opponent. I mean, you're just 
playing a, a team ends up in a certain defense or they run a certain offense and it's about executing and being you and and I, I just you know we wanted to go into the game and we wanted to control the football we wanted to be able to run the football because I think that's a strength for our football team especially on the offensive side of the ball and uh, and we were able to do that from, from really from the the opening snap. We needed to start uh, faster, and we did that in, in game two against Papio. Uh, we got a block punt. We got a, a score off of that, and then we forced a three and out, and then we got another score. And so, I mean, really, you, you kind of have to generate some of your own momentum in early in games, and we were able to do that, and uh, that was kind of the goal going in. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, you know, I, yeah, when I was at the game, I did notice you had a couple of momentum-changing plays early, which was nice. But I also noticed that the O-line and the offense really – it wasn't like it was a, a big play after big play. It feels like you put together drives. Cole, tell me about the start of that game and, and how your O-line – you know, I think you might have punted a couple of times to start, but you you definitely wore them out. Is that Was that your game plan? How did you guys go about that? Yeah, our goal going into the game was to put more drives together because the West Side game, we really weren't able to do that. Um. We knew they weren't as deep as we were uh, depth chart-wise, so we knew we had to wear them down, start putting drives together, and we did that. Yeah, yeah, you guys definitely had some, had some good drives there. Um, and, Coach, um, now there, um, tell me, there's a couple of things that came up I think that you got might have wanted to improve. Like, for example, I believe you guys did have 12 penalties for – 133 yep. yards, I think that came out. Um, coming out of that game, what do you think is your message to your team? What are you looking to improve on? I know probably discipline and keeping your cool and and penalties. That's one thing probably. What else are you looking at? Yeah, I mean that that, that was one thing we talked about in our scouting report meeting on on uh, on Monday. Is you know as good a game as we played, I, I think you know there's the 12 penalties is something that will really kill you, especially playing. You know, someone like Bellevue West or Lincoln Southeast coming up in the next few weeks and a number of really good teams that we play down the road. And and so, you know, I mean, if we got called for a number of penalties in terms of holding on the perimeter on the, with our our wide outs. And, uh, you know, my message to them is if they you know, if you, if, you know, one time is OK, if you get caught second or third time, then. You need to, you know, we need to change something. You know, you need to change your approach. You need to, you know, work on your getting your feet in better position. Um, and so that's that's kind of been a point of emphasis in terms of some things there. Um, you know, some of the hustle plays that we had that were penalties. Uh, you know, I, I I'll, I'll take those because I, I'd rather have something like that than you know to try to you know motivate guys and try to kick them in the butt a little bit. But um, you know, some of those things are, are controllable, and and you know, we'd like to have. Obviously, no penalties, but you know, maybe three to four, five penalties is is really kind of what we we look at as a as a goal going into a game. Yeah. So, Cole, Cole, tell me. I mean, in this game, you guys rushed for almost 200 yards, and Chamar had 141 yards. Uh, looked like a very special type of athlete out there. Um, tell me about the running game. How how did you guys get that going? What what kind of run focus did you guys have? Um, I think we knew it was going to be a physical game up front, so we knew we needed the offensive line to get going early. Yeah, what what kind of plays? I mean, were you guys doing a lot of like like inside, outside? It feels like you guys were running kind of some power. Uh, I saw you guys pull quite a bit, some inside trap. Yeah, um, we were in a lot of inside plays, and then we started to get the outside sweeps going, so we stuck with that. I think the traps worked well. 
Yeah, it seemed uh, when I was watching, I noticed the team will do that. You start running on them inside, and all of a sudden they start shooting guys in the A gap, and then then you hit them on sweeps. And I uh, saw so you run the mm-hmm. um, option a couple of times, things like that. Um, coach, coach, tell me about your quarterback, Pernicky. You know, he he shows some big playability. You don't call on him a ton to throw the ball, but there are times when you need him to stand in there and do that. And he really stood in there and delivered some good balls. How, how's his development coming this year? Well, from week one to week two, I mean, he was a totally different player. I mean, it's uh, week one. He was the first year, first game starter and, and uh, you know, playing a rival. Um, he might have got caught up in, in a little bit of that emotion. And and uh, so, you know, we, we've just have seen nice growth from him. Um, he's a mature guy. He knows our offense. He's a great leader. Guys want to, you know, follow him. And uh, Jack will continue to develop and make plays for us when he has to, because he did make some big throws the other night in some situations. Um, the, the nice thing is we've got to be able to take some pressure off him and be able to run the football and not count, have to count on him, you know, throwing the ball 25 or 30 times. If we can throw it 10 to 15 times and be efficient, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be better for us offensively. Yeah. And it seemed like um, the first drive or two, he, he lacked a little confidence, honestly. And then you started running the ball. He completed some short passes and it's almost it's like he's got his confidence going. Yeah. And he started realizing, you know, I'm okay. And there's just something about playing when you're confident versus a lot of pressure and worried about making mistakes. Yeah. And, and that's actually, all that him and him. Yeah. And that's the, the you know, he, he's just got to understand that, you know, he doesn't have to win games for us with his arm. He just got to manage our offense, you know, and get us in the right plays and, and uh, make sure, you know, the huddle is calm and the guys are, uh, understanding where they're supposed to go when they're supposed to go there. And, and if he can do that and lead our team and you saw him grow a little bit in that respect on, in his confidence on, on uh, last weekend, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's such an intangible for quarterbacks is just being a leader, you know, keeping calm out there, the guys who can keep the blood pressure down and just yeah. be okay. Even if they're faking it, they can, they, they are the best leaders. And, you know, it, it does help when you got a pretty good old line in front of you. So, Cool. Why don't you tell me about the guys up front? So they got you a left guard this year. Um, I know they got sledge left tackle, but tell me about your guys up front. Tell you know, and feel free to share anything that might be embarrassing about them that we can <laughs> we can talk about them. But um, tell me about the guys up front you're playing with and um, what it's like with those guys. Um, I love playing with my guys up front. Um, our center Jacob Brandle, our right guard is Christian Lewis, and then our right tackle is Rocco Marcelino. Um, they're all very hard workers, and I love playing with every one of them. So, so who's the, who's the um, who's the funny one? Who's the one that's causing all the problems up front? Problems. Well, yeah. Who's who's the one coach gets after? Is it Sledge? Does, does his, is it because his dad is coaching, oh, or is it one of the other guys? It's probably it's probably me and Sledge. Me and Sledge because of uh, Coach Sledge. <laughs> so so how how is it work uh, working for coach sledge you know what's he like as a as a coach you know he's got a son up there um he's got you and other guys T- tell me you said he gets after you quite a bit huh can you hear me can you hear me cole uh, you said again coach i'm, I'm having trouble with my wi-fi yeah. No problem. No problem. Tell me about Coach Sledge. What's oh, like? Um, you know, he's a guy who's played a lot of football. Um, was a really good player back in his day. Um, what's how's that translate over to him co- as a coach? Um, he's a very intense coach, uh, but he knows what he's doing. He gets after us because he wants the best out of us. So he knows what we're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. He's always um, he's always pushing us. 
Nice, nice, nice. Um, all right, coach. One and one. Um, good start, right? You feel like you're gaining some confidence, and you have a um, a pretty big game this week against a very talented Bellevue West team. Yep. Um, first of all, like, what's your message as a coach? going up against a team like that. You know, they got all these guys that are going, one guy's going to Auburn, one guy's going to, I don't know, they're going all these division one places. And, you know, it could be intimidating. And even though you are creating prep, they're a very talented team. What's your message to these guys going into this game? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about that. We, again, we talked about it on Monday at in our scouting report meeting that, you know, I mean, they, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like, like we do, you know, I mean, um, we're not going to back down to anybody. I think we have a talented football team. Um, I think we have guys that, that um, can make plays and I think we match up well with them. Um, you know, it's a matter of, of uh, making sure that, that we don't make a lot of mistakes early in the football game and give them a lot of momentum. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, I think our guys will play well. Um, I think we've prepared well. Um, I think the things that we do, um, will play into, to giving us an opportunity. We play great defense. We can run the football. And, uh, if you can do that, and I think you've got a shot to, to beat a team like Bellevue West. So our guys aren't going to back down to them. It's a, it's a statement week for us. And, and I've told them that this is your opportunity to make a statement to class A football. Yeah, would it be fair to say that you're really trying to limit the big play against these guys? It seems like they're full of of big plays, um, sprinkled in with a whole bunch of you know they don't throw the ball a lot. They're not like that. They they do like to run the ball and yep. then hit you over the top for a big play. No so, question. It, it, they they are going to want to run the football with uh, with Richardson, and they're going to want to try to take their shots over the top if you're going to allow them to do that. And uh, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna do our best. They're going to get some plays. I mean, they're too talented not to, I mean, we're not going to shut them down uh, totally, uh, but you got to limit their big plays and make them maybe go eight, 10, 12 play drives, which they don't necessarily like to do or want to do. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. How about you, Cole? You got some pretty big dudes up front. Um, what do you guys feel about going up against these guys? And, you know, have you talked to your, your linemen and your, your brother, li brother linemen, and you guys got, you got this uh, game marked ready to come out and make some plays. Yeah, uh, this is truly, like Coach said, a statement week for us. Um, I think we had a good week of practice. I think we're ready for Bellevue West. Yeah, they they definitely present a challenge. But at the end of the day, like you said, someone's got to win that game. Why not you guys? Yep. You know. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going on there. And Coach, tell me about like overall with the team. Like, are you where you thought you'd be as far as you know? two games into the season. How do you think the rest of the season lays out for you? I know you're taking it one game at a time, but as the coach, you have to have a feeling about what you guys got going. No, I think we're, 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 you know, right where we would like to be. I think in terms of just our progress, um, you know, we've had a lot, we have a lot of young kids that maybe are making their first starts here the first couple of weeks. And I think as we get into our season and, and they get more starts and snaps under their belt, I think we'll continue to improve. And I just want our football team to continue to play better each week. And we may play really good football on Friday night and come up short just because we're playing a great opponent. Um, next week may be the same way because we're playing another great opponent in Lincoln Southeast. So um, I just want to see us make improvements every week, um, limit the mistakes, um, execute at a high rate. And if you do that, you're going to give yourself a chance to win, I think, every week. Nice. Hey, you know, Cole, I, when we played football, me and um, – it's kind of funny. I, it, It's so funny the connections you have as you get older and you see our kids grow up and, you know – as. as I, I went to the game last week and I talked to coach Yonk and said, I, I want to have a player nominated. He nominated you Cole. And he, I didn't tell him to, 
he did, he thought that you had the best game. And there's a po- poster of me and your dad right up here. Um, <laughs> back when we used to play UNO. Um, and we used to have between your dad and my other um, UNO line mates, and a lot of the teams I played for, we, we used to have like competitions, right? Like um, who can get the most pancakes? And every week we would go and we play our game, and then we come back for the film session. We'd have there's always be an argument about who got the most pancakes because they tried to say oh, that's a pancake, that isn't one. Um, what kind of how do you guys work inside that old line room? I mean, do you guys count pancakes? What do you guys compete over? Yeah, well, exa- uh, for example, last week. Uh, first drive of the game, Sledge came up with the idea to count whoever gets the most pancakes. The first drive gets a free breakfast or something like that. We haven't we haven't decided the winner yet, but it was just something we thought of. Nice, I, I love it. I love the competition, and you know what I would do if I were you? I'd make the running back or the quarterback pay for that, right? Look, so the quarterback or the running back, whoever has the most yard. Yeah takes the lineman who has the most pancakes out for pancakes. <laughs> and then of course, maybe if you give up a sack, mm-hmm. you got to buy him a cup of coffee or something too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I love the, I just love the competition on the O-line. I think, you know, coach, I've seen a kind of a culture change since coach Yonk's been there um, over there, just kind of just getting back to tough, hard nosed football. You can kind of see it and it's a process, right? You got to, really break some old habits and, and get guys to buy into to what you're selling to them. And it looks like, it looks like the, the junior Jays are, are back on track. Um, and, you know, do you feel, how do you feel about the program overall? I feel you've been there s- several years now and I feel like you got the support of the community, the school and everything. Oh yeah. There's no question. I mean, it's a, you know, it is a process and uh, you know, I, this is my fifth year and, and um, I think we've, we've put ourselves in a position where, where we've we've got really good kids in our program that have bought into our philosophy and bought into our culture and and I think when you get that, I think you, you have you know sky's the limit um, with with uh, what you can do and uh, again we're we're a talented young talented football team that is going to continue to grow and and uh, but over the last four years I think we've had a lot of growth and we've made some made some nice improvements to the program uh, both culturally and. And from a physical standpoint, I think we're uh, definitely in, in on the upswing here for uh, for uh, 2021. Nice. I see you're you're in good shape, and you got young guys like Cole. And your old line really is a lot of juniors. Is I think. Yeah, we start five juniors. We start five juniors in the O line, and we have uh, uh, several juniors that are backups. Uh, we actually have a couple sophomores that are backups as well. They're good players. They're going to be. Uh, uh, you know, coming down the line here, but uh, yeah, we're fairly young on the offensive line and defensive line, and and that's a good place to start. It really is. It really is. So we got Cole Jared here as a junior. Um, I know Cole's went to a lot of camps last year, and a lot of colleges are looking at guys like Cole and Sledge and some really good players out there. So, um, you know, so anyone who's watching this, be sure to turn on the Junior Jays. Cole's number sixty-five, right? Just like your dad. Yep. All right. All right. Cole's playing left guard. They got some great players out there. So guys, I just, I want to wrap this up and just say thank you for coming on here. Um, You know, I started this podcast in my, my Bober Academy as a means to like kind of highlight offensive linemen. Right. And, and I like to teach and train all linemen because it's a, it's a learned skill. I think it's actually a a skill that's harder to learn than throwing and catching a football, right? No one walks around like a lineman. So I'm going to keep on chugging and keep on teaching you guys. Um, and I just love highlighting you guys and what you guys are doing. So thank you so much for coming on. Look forward to this week. You guys are playing Bellevue West. Um, like you said, it's a statement game. And um, I think you guys are going to give them a heck of a run. 
no matter what happens on the scoreboard, um, I think you guys will come out and um, get better this week. So, guys, thanks for coming on. I'll be sure to get you guys some Bober Academy gear, send it on over, and I look forward to watching Cole and the O-line and the rest of the junior days for the rest of the season. So best of luck against Bellevue West in the rest of the season, and um, thank you again for coming on. We'll see you guys later.